Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Table Talks, and of course, I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another awesome episode, guys, and another awesome guest. Today on the show, we have a writer, director, producer with us today. His name is Christopher Von Grebe, and he has a new horror feature coming out called They're in the House. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Josh. Thanks for having me. And thank you too, Chris, for being on the show today and give us your time and share with us this awesome new movie coming out. So I'm going to give you uh, some time now to kind of introduce yourself. Sure, thanks a lot. Um, so I came to uh, filmmaking, I guess, relatively late for most people. I didn't go to film school. Um, I played in, in punk bands in the late 80s and early 90s and uh sort of went to guitar school in Los Angeles and uh, through doing a bunch of different things, uh, eventually in my late 20s was when I realized, hey, filmmaking is really kind of where I'd like to be. Um, My creative outlet had always been writing and so that bridged into writing screenplays in the early 2000s Um, and then of course, I started the process of trying to get some of those made, um, and along the way, adopted a child and had all kinds of other, you know, uh, professional and, and family adventures like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then in that process of going to the business side of how do I get a movie made, um, realized, okay, it's, I mean, basically it's like starting a small business um, and I started trying to do it too big and so ended up chasing uh, financing and budget levels and, and that kind of thing that were um, really just out of reach and that weren't going to work and after a few years of, of doing this with a couple different other projects um, you know speaking with executive producers that I know a bit Um, at the American Film Market in Los Angeles last fall and uh, some coaches of my own realized, look, filmmakers make films and if you're not making a film, you kind of never do get off the ground. And so uh, refocused all of my efforts, completely different direction. Uh, Took a month and a half or two months to put together a script that I could actually shoot with basically nothing, took the money that I had in the bank account, um, assembled some people that I know locally who are friends of mine that we've worked on other small projects together, uh, and said, here's the deal, we're going to shoot this feature, and here's how we're going to do it. And so that's what what kind of brought me to there in the house and and doing a really small-scale horror film of that kind horror for me is not is not the uh not the surprise because that's really kind of a love of mine artistically and uh both in writing and film so it's more the scale of it scaling it down to the point that i could do it and then kicking it off 
Yes, you know, and I'm I love horror films myself, and you know, you're right. Just from a writing standpoint and like an artistic standpoint, uh, some of my favorite movies have been horror flick. So, is this your first film then? This is my first feature length. Yeah. Okay, and I've you... done other other short films prior to this. Okay, and and you mentioned your your vast experience in like you, you said an adventure in light. What I'm curious to know has have you, have you drawn from any of those experiences in your writing or in your film? I have, and I think it. I mean, it may not make direct sense what I'm about to say, but I think you know just based on some of your podcasts and also your book, and and I think um, the entrepreneurial nature of a lot of your listeners I, I think that this will make sense um, what I realized is that like I guess the best way to put it is that you have to lean into fear and I think that that um, is something that I took from my personal life into my professional going okay well what is the thing that I'm the most scared to do because I'll I might fail right Okay, so then you have to walk out on that tightrope. And I think that um, the things that I've done that were successful, that were extremely difficult, um, adopting a child is certainly an example of a, uh, an extremely difficult but very rewarding thing. Um, you, there's never a right time, I think is the lesson. To that and the thing that you're afraid of is the thing that you need to go do. Looking at that made me go, okay, well, when's the right time for me to make a feature film? Well, there is, there's no such thing. How much money should you have to make it? However much money you have. And then you go. Exactly. And I love that, uh, Chris. And, you know, you're exactly right. There is no time but right now. I can't stress that enough to the audience, too, um, since we're talking about this. You know, there there is going to be no perfect time. And if you're waiting for that perfect time, it may not never come. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, you know, you adopting a child, too. Uh, coincidentally, I was adopted, so I, I can relate to that um, experience as well. So thank you for, for choosing to accept another child. I think that's an amazing thing. And this is just me personally speaking, but I just, to me, I've always thought that's an amazing thing for someone to do that. I, I you know, and it, in, in no way mean it self-aggrandizingly, but to your parents as well, that's an amazing thing. Absolutely. And, and so now let's talk about this film, They're in the House. Uh, yeah. What you mentioned, horror uh, films is 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 definitely your game. Uh, what is your directing style like? Um, so this one is is really a straight up home invasion horror, kind of a sub a sub genre, a little bit of the traditional slashers. Um, what I what I like though is a little bit more of a restrained style. I think that it comes from growing up in the eighties. Um, and a lot of the films that were out at that time, um, some of them didn't go as far in terms of gore or extreme special effects as you saw later into the 2000s. So stylistically, I'm a little bit more, like I'm not even gonna compare myself to great directors of that time, but a little bit more in uh, in that neighborhood of a little bit more restrained on the gore side and a little bit more intense on the suspense and 
feeling of, of what might be hiding in the shadows side. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it is, it is a home invasion horror, so uh, it, it certainly has its play on the violence end of the spectrum. But um, there are films that are, are far, uh, we'll say, for the horror genre, splashier, right? Right. Um, and and this, is, this is not so much uh, one of those. And, you know, I always appreciate, because growing up in the 80s myself, too, I always appreciated, looking back now especially, the the movies of that time. You know, like, you're exactly right. They they didn't go into a lot of that, and they kind of held it back a little bit. And I always thought that was what made those movies so intriguing and, and kind of uh, took you into those stories. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, those are some of the, the active choices that we made. And they, they actually played into um, our our budget level as well, which is extremely low. But what that gives us, those constraints, um, I think are gonna bring something of artistic value to it, which I, I think is almost always true in art. You have to have some kind of limits in order to uh, kind of push that creativity forward. Just like if you were a musical composer, you would be composing uh, classically, perhaps in a form, like a fugue. Uh, there are limits to that. You can stretch them, you can make alterations to them, but those limits are kind of what push the push the art. And so we're really trying to use that to push the, uh, the aesthetics that we're looking for. Um, because on one side you could say, well, okay, the, ne- the negative end, right? We can't afford a certain amount of prosthetic work or heavy makeup work or that kind of thing. But right. To me, I look at that as a feature, not a bug. Um, great, we don't have to worry about heavy makeup work or prosthetic work. We can focus on character relationships and the intensity of those, which I think is going to help us tell a better story. I was just going to ask you, actually, you mentioned the, the micro-budget that you're working with, and I was going to ask if there's any challenges with that or found that it actually lends more advantages to the theme of the movie. Um, so far, I'm going to say advantages, because while there are certainly things that I wish we could do, um, and we're definitely not paying anyone what they're worth or what I wish that we were able to pay them, uh, I think that it's forcing us to, to really into that um, idea of using what we have and also not getting stuck. Um, like something that the director of photography and I have talked a lot about is in our, our shot selection and in our work on set, um, we both know that we don't have time to get high-centered on anything. We can't stop. So we've got a plan that's um, it, it's almost a little bit uh, military in, in certain aspects, I guess, where... We, we have to take that hill, right? Like, we have to, um, and because of the Memorial Day week timing, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to the brave men and women who do that by comparing that. But we have no choice but to do what we have to do um, in the time that we have because we don't have more time we have no choice but to do what we have to do with the equipment that we have because we don't have other equipment. So I think it takes options off the table and by limiting options, it 
um, creates focus. So I, I think it's more of an advantage. I would agree. I love your perspective on that. So tell us what you can about this film there in the house. And I know you've already uh, discussed a few things about the film, but tell us what you can about this film and what we could expect when we see it. Sure, the story centers around a, uh, we have a female main character who suffers from anxiety. And she has recently, as of the beginning of the film, um, noticed that she has had nightmares about people in her house, which she believes are hallucinations brought on both by her anxiety and uh, a new medication that she's been taking. Um, of course, because of the kind of movie that it is, she'll discover that there very definitely are people who have been in her house. Um, and as the story begins, she's just going to her mother's place in the mountains to be alone for the weekend, which uh, sets up her stalkers to make their their final attack. And um, it, it the story really begins with her meeting... Uh, an unusual young man who um, has some social deficits, but who she's a little bit attracted to anyway. And so she uh, brings him into her house, at least for the beginning of the evening, and her friends arrive, and that's when the story is set up and goes into motion. You know, I'm I'm super excited for this film because I, I love these type of films, like I said earlier. And uh, knowing that you take uh, kind of hints from the '80s styles, I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Uh, where can I go? Where can we all go to to learn more about this film and see any updates? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are focused on updating our Facebook page, so that is the best place to keep up with the film and also to get. Uh, updates from cast members, social media, and, and contact them separately there. And that is facebook.com forward slash there in the house. All one word, no punctuation. And, and, and uh, you know, I appreciate you also um, coming on the show and, and talking to the entrepreneurs out there because there is, you know, quite a few of them in the audience. And you're definitely, uh, on top of being artistic, and using your uh, creative outlets like the writing, you're definitely also an entrepreneur and appreciate you taking the time to speak to them too because you're clearly someone who had this vision, had this idea and really, really wanting to do it, but you actually took those steps and made that leap to actually doing it. What are three things that you would offer to someone who maybe really wants to do this thing, particular thing, but they haven't taken that leap yet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the first thing might be a little counterintuitive, but I, I think it's very important. Uh, take care of yourself, first of all, because what you're about to do is hard. So that's thing number one. And whatever take care of yourself means, uh, work out, have a good diet, get enough sleep, do the things for you that keep you whole. Um, for a lot of people that's spending time with family. For me, it's watching trash TV with my dog. Um, whatever those things are that nurture you physically and spiritually, super important. Mm -hmm. Second thing, realize there's never a right time and you have to just go do it. Um, and I think that how you do that is you set a date for 
a certain action that's pretty large that you're going to accomplish in the future. For example, the director of photography and I, before we really even had the screenplay finalized earlier in the, uh, well, really it was late winter, so January or February, we had set our shooting date of late June. So we knew when we were shooting. And at a certain point, that momentum builds and you're, you're doing it anyway. So if once you start, it becomes harder to stop. So set a date. And then the third thing I would say is don't let a day go by that you don't do something in the direction of that date for that big thing that you've set. It could be even something small. Um, for me, of course, it ended up being many small things at the beginning and then increasingly many, you know, much bigger things because that momentum pulls you along and you realize, hey, I have this date, so I better get everything together. But I would say that that's the third thing is every day you make some affirmative step in that direction and that's what builds that momentum for number two. Yeah, that, Chris, that is great advice. And uh, I again, I appreciate you speaking to that audience. And uh, I know I'm a huge horror fan. I'm a huge mo- movie buff fan, actually. And, uh, yeah, I as well. For sure. <laughs> so all of us out here are going to be uh, going. Once again, guys, we're talking, by the way, to Christopher Von Grebe. And uh, he has a new film out called They're in the House, horror feature film uh, debuting called They're in the House. And remember, go to facebook.com slash They're in the House to learn more about the cast members, updates, and uh, more on this awesome movie that he has coming up. Uh, Chris, again, thank you so much. I gave you the first word. I'd like to give you the last as well. I hope that people enjoy it. Um, I look forward to, to hearing feedback once we've got it out, and uh, they, people can do that on the Facebook page as well. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Thanks again, Josh. Have a great day. Okay, guys, that was Christopher Von Grebe, co-writer, director, producer on this film of his called They're in the House. Remember, it's a horror feature, and if you're listening, guys, remember he is taking cues from my favorite particular time, which is the 80s. So I am super stoked and excited about this movie, and I'm excited for Chris as well because here we have a man uh, who did not go to film school, uh, but experienced a, a lot of adventures and experiences in life, as we all do, and it led him to finally going for his dream, which is to create this body of work, create this film, and he went and did it, guys. And he did it on a micro budget, and like he said, in the end, it became a blessing for him because he was able to focus in more on the artistic value of the film. So I am super excited, and again, uh, thank you, Chris, for being on the show today and sharing your story, sharing what you have going on in your life, and sharing this body of work with us that you have created now there in the house and like I was saying guys you know these are the kind of the stories that I just love because if you can take away any motivation from this story uh, it is the fact that you can do it step into that fear and go for it and that's exactly what Chris did and now he has this amazing film out and I am excited to see it and I can't wait so remember go to facebook.com slash they're in the house. All one word. Again, that's facebook.com slash they're in the house. Go there and you can learn more about the cast members, 
updates on the film and even leave some feedback as well. Let's go support Chris in his endeavor and check out this film. One last time, thank you so much for being on the show, Chris, today. And thank you to the audience as well for tuning in today and also for following along with me on this podcast journey. Like Chris, I hope to have these kinds of amazing guests who can come on the show uh, and not only talk about the awesome things that they're doing, but also offer us some motivation, some inspiration and insight on how they went for their dreams, on how they uh, took that leap of faith, stepped into fear, and and took now as being the time to do it. Like we were talking about earlier, there is no right time, guys. So now is the time. And the time is now. Guys, for more information on me, please go to www.hellomynameisjosh.com. That's www.hellomynameisjosh.com. Also, guys, you can find all my podcasts on iTunes. So go ahead to go to iTunes, Table Talks with Joshua Kangley. Also, you can look up The Success Show as well. That will take you right to my iTunes podcast page, and you can listen to all my podcasts right there, season one and now into season two. And if you can, please, guys, if you like the content, please like, share, and subscribe. And if you can, please leave an excellent review because this is going to help me get in front of a larger audience and help more and more people because that is my mission, guys, is to help more and more people through motivation, positivity, inspiration, and sharing these wonderful stories with you guys. Also, just a side note, if you have heard some ambient sounds in the background, that's because I am on the patio today. It is a beautiful day outside, and I thought I would do this podcast right from my patio. Again, guys, please be love. Please be good. Please be kind. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.